Radio DePaul Sports, the student voice of your DePaul Blue Demons. That was way too long. I'm sorry. This is sports you've never heard of. I'm Jacob Ellis. And I'm an overly excited Trenton Cito. How are you doing today, Jacob? Not nearly as excited as you, apparently. Oh, that's uh. Well, I'm just, you know, it's the middle of the of the quarter. We we call it quarters, right? Because it's, it's weird we call it quarters, but there's actually really only three regular ones, and then there's the one in summer. Yeah. And then people... there's also that December thing, which <laughs> I'm finally doing. But Oh, okay. Nice. Well, I, I realize I'm going to be bored. Because last December, I was really bored. I was just sitting at my house like, what is the point of this? going to college because it was too short of a time to get a job and then it was like but then it's such a it's a long time for not working and then that winter quarter was really hard to get back into working you know yeah i know i get the feeling it's just six weeks of doing nothing (laughs) yeah and then like all of my friends they were still in school so then i couldn't like call them up like hey you want to play a game like no i gotta study and it's like oh that's right then I came back, and then it was just like, back to this. It's working. Yeah. But yeah. right now, we're in the middle of it, you know? Midterms, all that stuff. Yeah, you just gotta, you gotta be catching up on your work. Catching up. Or you gotta start doing it, finally. <laughs> <laughs> so the point is, I'm kind of tired, because I had a long day of doing, like, work and stuff. So, yeah. Uh, so that's why I'm not as excited as you are. Uh, that's all right. I can uh, I can bring the excitement for the both of us. Oh, that's good. I there can, you go. I can infect you with my excited energy instead of coronavirus. Okay, well, since you're excited, let me ask you. Do you get excited about when you get to like uh, some sort of restaurant and they have a long condiment bowl with like lots of options? Uh, I mean, it depends on the options because some of those options will make me feel not good what options make you feel not good well things with eggs oh okay you have that stomach problem where you can't digest eggs yes yeah i'm i'm only with that with at like hotels and stuff and at depaul's uh cafeteria they use powdered scrambled eggs and that stuff messes up your stomach powdered scrambled egg because when it's scrambled eggs in a buffet style it always comes from a powder that they like add water to, and then it becomes that. It's never real scrambled eggs, because real scrambled eggs will start getting messed up if they sit around too long. This uh, makes me wonder if maybe the the powdered scrambled eggs might be for me. Well, because your your stomach is upset by regular eggs, and you think powder. No, it doesn't work that way. Uh, the thing well, that makes people's stomach upset in eggs when they have eggs is it is like amplified in powdered scrambled eggs. So if regular eggs hurt your stomach, powdered scrambled eggs would probably really hurt your stomach. All right. Well, thanks to my amazing co-host for saving me another terrible, terrible time. Okay, wait. So what condiments? I guess mayonnaise have eggs in it. Um, mayonnaise. Ranch has eggs as well. Ranch has eggs in it? Yeah. It's, I thought it was buttermilk, and then, like, they did something to it. They mix in Maybe eggs. That, oh, they mix in eggs. Okay, <laughs> they, that makes sense. They mix sense. in mayonnaise, yes. Wait, they mix in mayonnaise. So ranch is basically mayonnaise. But with other things. Wow. 
you know that's interesting okay but I've, yeah okay i've learned all of this from uh first-hand experience let me tell you first-hand experience well what <laughs> other i guess thousand island dressing has mayonnaise in it so then that would be your next problem is like <laughs> it's going up in steps Damn. I mean, you know, I I could never understand why I couldn't eat Snickers bars either until Snickers I really... have eggs in them? Yeah. The like the thing at the very bottom. Oh, the, the that slab of Yeah. Damn. Yep. So, Snickers, uh Milky Way, I believe also has it. Yeah. Okay, so, that makes sense. Yeah, it's uh it's been quite a sad time for me. But you know, you, you gotta go yep. as you gotta Dark go. Memories. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, so like, so like, you do, when you go to a diner, is it just hell because you can't have like half of the menu because diners are like very egg heavy on everything. Uh, yeah, I just don't go to diners. Oh, that's sad. <laughs> I really like, I really like the diners where it's like made to look like it's in the fifties. Like, okay. There's a cat. There's a chain in California called Mel's, and it's very old school. And they have them. Um, if you ever see that movie American Graffiti, there's Mel's in it. That's a big thing. But anyway, yeah. Uh, so yeah, they're like old school dinos, and then they have like the jukebox. You can like put in coins, and it plays old music. It's a fun <laughs> experience for everyone. I mean, yeah, it does sound great. I just uh, I go for the jukebox, and I avoid the eggs. There you go. Problem okay, solved. Okay, yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> okay. Would well, you eat hot sauce? Or are you for the spicy stuff? Uh, I generally avoid the spicy stuff. So what condiment do you use? Because you avoid eggs and you avoid hot sauce. Uh, would caramelized onions be considered a condiment? I don't think exactly. I think a condiment, it has to be able to be like put into a container and saved. Interesting. Okay. Um, like, I feel like caramelized onions, but in a similar sense, sauerkraut or kimchi, I think, does count as a condiment because they're sort of like in a container and sort of. So I feel like those do count as a condiment, but I don't think caramelized onions, I don't think I ever see in like a container at the store. So. Gotcha. Um, I don't know. I guess uh, for the for the chicken nuggies, I got to go sweet and sour. Chicken nuggies. Chicken nuggies or, okay, chicken nuggets. I'm not going to say <laughs> nuggies like you. Chicken nuggets or chicken tenders. Which one's better? Ooh. Uh, I might go chicken nuggets because they're nice little small. They're bite-sized and they remind me of the Mandalorian. <laughs> that, that was some meme some guy made. No. See, I like chicken tenders because you still taste the chicken nuggets all ground up and it's like it's a chicken they just threw into a grinder and that's what came out on the other side of this machine process. See, the process they use to make chicken nuggets is kind of scary. Like, compared to every other... Every, if you watch, like, a video of how they make every sort of meat that gets to our tables, it's kind of scary. Chicken nuggets is really the most terrifying. <laughs> we, we should have put a, a disclaimer all the way at the very beginning of this episode do not eat while you're listening to this oh yeah because we're gonna we're not getting i'm not getting into the details of how they do it but I yeah you already did oh i said the grinder thing no nah. 
you could bleep it out, but then it would just be, then they throw the chicken into the bleep, 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 and then the bleep, 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 and it's worse. <laughs> okay. Well, that was a lot on condiments. Um, but anyway, it, yeah. like if you like Trenton eating your chicken nuggies at your friend's parties, and then your friend brings you to the game room in this hypothetical party with the chicken nuggies, and then he's like, hey, let's play some ping pong. Only, what if you didn't have paddles? What are you going to do? Oh, no. Uh, you'll make a paddle out of something else nearby, like an unused tissue box. No, Trenton. You're just going to, you're going to use, you got to use your head. Do you get what I mean? Use your head, you so, know? So find, so think of something else to use. No, you got to physically use your head. Because oh. that's the sport we're talking about. It's oh Hedis. It's a sport where you play. You basically play the rules of ping pong, but instead of having a paddle and a tiny ball, you use your head and you hit like a soccer ball-sized rubber ball and hit that back and forth. So before we get ahead of ourselves, why don't we dive into the origins? Jacob, why don't you... <laughs> that was really terrible. Okay. Why don't, why don't you head on into... <laughs> head on it oh gosh okay so the sport of headis which if you haven't realized as we've said since it comes from ping pong or table tennis it, they literally came up with the name with head plus the end ending of tennis headis uh was invented in 2006 by renee wegner or as he's known in headis circles uh heady Potter. The amount of puns in this is truly revolting. Anyway, like I could appreciate it in pumpkin chucking. In this, it's truly revolting. Okay, so it was invented by Rene Wegner uh, one day in his in his in college in Kaiserslautern, Germany. Uh, he wanted to play on the on soccer, but the football pitch, as it's written, was taken. And but they saw a table tennis. Uh, table so they went over there and started just hitting their little rubble ball with their heads and that's how they came up with this game out of pure boredom of waiting to play soccer i mean to be and then sure. being bored playing that <laughs> looking uh looking back at a lot of the other sports that we've already covered a lot of them do seem to become invented just out of boredom well that's why all games were invented out of boredom like betting someone you could do it better if this show teaches anything it's that you can create anything as long as you're bored enough to do something really stupid but anyway so at so after playing this game it got popular photo people at the university and it spread all over germany uh currently 18 german german universities awful different Hedis courses. You were talking about it when we were looking at it. You were talking like, what does it mean by Hedis course? And what I explained is in Germany and their school system, if you are a student athlete, you pretty much take classes involving sport. So it's not like here where you use your athletic skills to get into a college and then it pays for it while you take it in a normal degree. You take it in some sort of sports-related degree in Germany. You want to know another fun fact about German universities, Trenton? Yeah, sure. They're not only free 
to all German citizens so they can go to public university for free. They're free to everyone. So if Americans go to Germany, they could have free class, free college. If and they take play headers. Yeah. But I'm just saying to all for like free college people, you know, we can if we if you're willing to go all the way to Germany to go go to college. But anyway, back to this. Uh, by 2016, there were international tournaments, uh, world and European championships, and an estimated number of 100,000 players. I'm kind of doubtful on exactly what they define as players, but we'll go with it. Uh, officially, it's played in Germany, Switzerland, Belgium, the Netherlands, Czech Republic, the uh, Dominican Republic, China, Australia, and Japan. No, Croatia. Croatia was in every other sport, but they didn't care about this. Do you want to tell the rules, Trenton? Yeah, sure. So just as the original game was played on a table tennis table, so is this official version of it. So two players are playing at a regulation size table tennis table, and the ball must only make contact with the head. Generally, the table is going to be placed outside on grass or maybe dirt, maybe sand, because players will be diving for the ball. And since they can only hit it with their head, they're generally flopping on the ground trying to trying to hit it. So, you know, you gotta gotta protect Ooh. You know what I just thought of? Yeah. Imagine the injuries that happen when you hit the corner of the tennis of the ping pong table oh, with your head. Oh, because no. that's a sharp no. corner. Oh no 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 no. We're we're not gonna talk about that. No, we gotta talk about that. I mean we, that's that... a problem with the sport. True. We can uh <laughs> we can add that into our uh our usual area at the end of the show where we're talking about controversies. This is a very dangerous sport, perhaps arguably as dangerous as cheese rolling. But it's not as dangerous as cheese rolling, but <laughs> go ahead. Yes. Uh continuing with the rules, the table can be touched with any part of your body. So often when you're seeing this game played, you'll see people basically just flopping onto the table and literally climbing on top of it. Um, Playing a volley is allowed, so similar to tennis, where you can hit the ball before it bounces once on your side. Uh, This is unlike table tennis, where you have to wait for it to bounce before you hit it. Which I had no idea was a rule in table tennis. (laughs) I'm pretty sure I've just hit it when the came close to me. I wonder. I'll uh, add that. I'll throw that. Add that. I thought that was a unique rule. I learned more about ping pong from this learning about this. I think. Uh, I think technically, the the usual way people go about learning about this is the other way around. But good for you, Jacob. Yeah. Uh, sets are played to eleven points, with the exception that players must win by two points. Games are decided by the best of three sets. And the game itself uses a special headis ball, so it's not using a, a soccer ball. And the headis ball is a rubber ball weighing about 100 grams. Or for uh, no, no, put it in. Don't want what to. We know. Yes. What? <laughs> for for those who uh, need it in something other than grams, it is 3.5 ounces. 
the bar has a no. Make it more American. Put it in Big Macs. How many Big Macs is that? <laughs> I think that's like a fourth of a Big Mac. No, it can't. It has to be. It's like a half of a Big Mac, maybe. I don't know. I don't. I've never actually had a Big Mac because that looks. Anytime you see them in person, they look nasty. Okay. <laughs> um. The circumference of the ball is 50 centimeters, which is 20 inches. Yes, oh, I thank I, you. I see the look that you give me. So while the rubber ball... Actually, I do know centimeters. Oh, okay. That's good. Because on the rulers, they always told you centimeters too. So, you know, <laughs> you always had at least somewhat it's, yeah, of an idea. It's, it's always, uh, always within sight. Yeah. So and... although the ball is uh, similar in weight according to jacob to a big mac the circumference is definitely not similar <laughs> to a big mac Ooh, you should play this with a big mac and just it ends once the big mac falls apart that'd be a quick ending though <laughs> it just uh what if you wrap it in paper though and you still just like hit it back then it doesn't bounce man maybe maybe a very very aged <laughs> big mac have you actually, I've actually seen videos. Did you know, this is another disgusting food thing. Um, <laughs> they put so many chemicals in Big Macs that they look the exact same on like a, the day after you get it as it does 30 days after you get it. Oh. Nothing is more disgusting about food when it doesn't start looking disgusting as fast <laughs> as it should. It's, uh... It's turning out to be that episode, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> the food episode. Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, why don't we go into stats then, Jacob? Yeah. Okay. So one we got to mention, again, the players don't use the regular names at tournaments. They choose names like Hedy Poddle or Rolly Di Sklachto. Because they're also German. Most of them are German. So it's going to be puns in German. Which <laughs> are worse than puns in English. Because it's just... Ugh. Okay. As of 2020, the top two players in the world are Cornelius Hesgenfortdahl and Simone Theix. So you get it? She just put head in her name. So creative. Okay. Uh... The last, I didn't find the last world champion. The last world championship I could find was 2018, and that was Hesgenfort won, and Yana Kornikova won for women's. Uh, the best nicknames we found were Red Hot Chili Heddles Missing Pepple, Das Pusseren Pokno Party Pony, which means the pulsating Poco Party Pony. And head brochel mit zebrelen, which means head bud with onions. They they certainly know how to name themselves. And you know the interesting thing that I found about just this professional circuit of headis is that it's kind of like I guess the the WWE. You know, players have their own chants. Uh, they have their own personas, like. You know, they'll, they'll walk around really threateningly or, you know, they'll be kicking 
beer cans and bottles or they'll be dressing up in costumes or have their own theme songs. So basically it's like a massive party environment at these tournaments that are generally held in the middle of a forest. Very fun. (laughs) Yo, meet me in the forest. We're about to hit some balls with our heads. (laughs) I mean, you know, they're, they're all sitting around, you know, they're, they're just in like this massive circle, almost like a, a mini coliseum just around a table tennis table in the middle of a forest. There's trees everywhere and there's just people. Isn't it in like, because all of those grim fairy tales are German, isn't like every single one, the lesson is don't go into a forest because there's some like mythical monster hiding in there <laughs> and they decide to, and the Germans decide to create a game where they go out into the forest <laughs> it's it's the twist of the story the they are they are the monsters of the forest oh they are the monsters of the forest you wander into a forest and you hear a lot of yelling and screaming and it's these two people hitting a rubber ball across the table at each other okay so um for strategies i think we've already said people would like jump onto the table and they were like literally lay on the table and hit it you see people dive a lot um i don't really know what else to say about strategies that you wouldn't get from like tennis or ping pong tennis or ping pong strategies um i mean since uh since you you don't have to wait for it to bounce on your side first um you'll see a lot of people once they hit a shot then they'll run up to the table, jump on the table, and try and attack the ball right as it's crossing over the net before it bounces. Do you think people with fat heads do better than people with tiny heads? Ooh. That's... Like, if they have a lot of forehead room. And also, like, do you think hail has an impact? Because, like, would a bald dude have better, do a better job because he has, like, a smooth surface he's hitting it with, and hail might mess it up? That's... Because I feel like if someone had like somewhat like of a curly or like an afro or something, curly hair or an afro or something, that might like lessen the hit and then it wouldn't do as well. True. Um, and then I feel like you wouldn't be allowed to like put up your hair in a ponytail or something because that really would do something. I think uh, when the women play, they do have their hair in a ponytail. They have their hair up in ponytails? Yeah. Just oh. To, just oh. to keep it like out of their face. Cause oh, okay, yeah. you know, it's, it's like, uh, it's like being at a metal concert. If you're, you know, you're, you're head banging to a song and your hair is, it's just flying everywhere. But yeah, uh, strategy, not much more t- controversy. I think the only thing we, we mentioned the corner, I would be terrified of hitting that corner. I think I once hit the corner when I was playing regular tennis on my head. So, you know. <laughs> I mean, right? Not regular tennis with my head. I was playing regular ping pong, and I hit the corner with my head. That sounds awful. Yeah, like you know, those can be dangerous if you're going for it. You know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when you mentioned hitting the corner, uh, I'd say not just hitting the corner, but in general, I think the sport is known for bone breaking, and you know, because you're diving around i still don't i think from that you won't i don't think just that much bone breaking i didn't see anything 
There might be a couple injuries, but I don't think it's especially bad. Our controversy section is mostly we talk about injuries because that seems to be the main (laughs) thing. But like, yeah, I don't know. So, Jacob, how would you improve this game? I would use American football. So like there's a really skill in like getting the bounce right. And then there'd definitely be injuries if you hit the laces. Ooh. No, that wouldn't be good. Um, I do feel like there's some way. Maybe change the size of the ball to be... A- um, no, imagine doing it with like a super bouncy ball, but like doing it on a full-size tennis court. So you got to run around and just like hit it. Oh, that's a... That's a lot of space to cover. <laughs> yeah, but like if you do doubles and then it's just going like this and winding up and hitting it on like doubles tennis court. Okay, I got you. And it's like one of those bouncy like kickballs. So yeah, because I guess you can't do doubles with uh, this version of Hedis on the table. Well, there's no table. doubles ping pong, really. I mean, there is, but not really. Yeah, it's it's a completely different game, pretty much. Because you got to alternate. Oh. Oh, no. I was just talking about, like, sometimes at my friend's house. Like, oh. <laughs> we have two people, and then it's just – it's an added bit of chaos, which is fun. <laughs> yes. Uh, professionally, a, I think A little bit of chaos, chaos well. always makes things fun. A little bit of chaos created this sport. Hedis. <laughs> there we go. But, yeah, to improve – there's not much else you can do. It's like, again – you know, they do it in the middle of the forest. That's a bit creepy. Like, might be better if they did it in a more public, less creepy place. But if that's where you want to play this, go ahead. Imagine if they leave the ping pong tables in the forest. So, like, you're just going through a forest one day and you see a ping pong table <laughs> mysteriously sitting out. That's a new grim fairy tale right there. Just walking down the trail, minding your own business, and you come across... A uh, a ping pong table just sitting in the middle of the forest, and you're like, and then a a witch is like, play, play, and then like, you make some sort of wager and you lose your soul. Because <laughs> all of the grim fairy tales are they're grim. That's where the tome comes from. The word t- grim is translated from that name grim because all of them are so grim. And these were what German people read their children. I like Germany. I've been there. It was a nice country. I got like a plate of sausage and fried potatoes. It was nice. But you didn't play Hedis. Well, no. It was in the middle of the winter and I wasn't in a forest. So uh, next time go to a forest. <laughs> next time, I don't know. Oh, I don't want to go into a German forest because of all the fairy tales. Because of all the, because you might run into people playing Hedis. Oh, I'll run in. I'll find like a cabin made out of candy and i'm like oh no hansel and gretel <laughs> <laughs> all right so we've discussed the sport um would you play it jacob uh i would try it again i'm a terrified of the corner so i probably wouldn't die for it i might even wear a helmet because again the corner but yeah i would try it all right would you play it in a forest uh, no, not a German <laughs> forest. I'll play it in any... I trust every forest in the world except for a German forest. German forests are scary. All right. Um, I would I would play it, I think. It seems pretty cool. Except in a German forest? Maybe the concussion risk. Uh, 
German forest? Yeah, sure. Why not? Uh-huh. <laughs> You're thinking my co-host is going to go to a, a Hedis tournament in Germany and I'll never come back. That's what the story is going to be. What happened to Trenton? Oh, he went into the German forest and he never came out. They say you can still heal his shrieks at the middle in every October 9th or something. So, Jacob, is this a sport? I mean, kind of. I'm sort of, again, just the fact that it seems like it's more of a fun college game. I don't know. Let's ask this. Would you consider beer pong a sport? Because uh, I feel like it's in that, except for we haven't found a clear link to drinking, except for it is German, so we do know it exists. But <laughs> drinking must exist somewhere on the parameters of this. But I, I would consider this more – I would definitely consider this a sport, actually. I mean, you're diving and you're running, so it's right. definitely more um, physical exertion. I think it's a sport, but I'm sort of like, not to the degree of some of these other ones, but we should add in, would you think like it could be added into the Olympics? I don't think it could totally be added to the Olympics unless it really gets, um, unless it gets a following where it competes with ping pong, you know, just yeah. because it's such a sport that's based off a different sport. Yeah. And, also and not the, unique enough. The rules are pretty simple, generally. You just... I mean, you could have a simple rules and oh, think about the hundred meter dash. Just run down a line as fast as you can. That's a pretty simple rule, right, Dale? So yeah, I think it can be simple, but I just I think it's too much based off a different sport where it could be in the Olympics, you know? Okay. Yeah. Like this is like you keep playing ping pong at your friend's house. One day you get kind of bored, you do this instead one day, sort of to mix things up. And I guess it's also definitely kind of a new sport, you know, um, invented within the last two decades. So it's a, a little difficult to have it have a bigger following. Yeah. So, I don't know, give it 50 years, we'll see. <laughs> 50 years, they have like a stadium in the middle of the forest. <laughs> kind of cool if they made it like everything it was a forest and then it was like you randomly walked in and it was like a sixty-five thousand capacity stadium <laughs> the in- official creating the the starting grounds for hedis today you've learned about hedis the uh, exciting sport you've learned about how the American food industry really messes up how they treat chickens with that chicken nugget things. And you've learned that I have a deep problems with trusting a German forest. We're going to next ex, next episode. We're going to cover the redneck games, a series of games in the South, which, or well, as you guessed it, very rednecky. This has been sports. You've never heard of. I'm Jacob Ellis. And I'm Trenton Cito. Wear a mask, wash your hands, stay six fudging feet away from me. <laughs>